maybe you're in radio, but you have wondered, right? Um, how far can I take this? What is really possible? After all, COVID taught us all that the world has really changed in some pretty fundamental ways. And the world always changes. It's not new. Change is not new. Change happens all the time. So the question remains, how can you benefit if you're in this fabulous world of radio? Today on this podcast episode, we are going to visit with a talent that has done major markets. She has worked in a variety of formats and situations. She's a podcast, and now she's a gifted voice track talent. Uh, she does a variety of other things that we're going to get into also. Listen, we are going to find out about her life balancing act. I know she can't wait for that. And how, how she's actively writing new chapters in a life where radio has always kind of played the center lane. Welcome to the Radio Rally. What you're about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving you good advice, hearing the stories from an amazing radio pro, and uncovering the path forward in radio right now. That's what we're about here. Today's event, today's podcast episode, it's going to be this podcast episode on our podcast called The Encouragers, The Radio Rally Podcast, and will become available within about an hour or maybe less at the end of this event, wherever you get your podcast. So you can share it with others and all that will make that obvious to you also. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. My name is Lloyd Ford. I am a branding advisor and consultant with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works. Our clients know we approach things totally differently from other consultants of the past. We talk brand. We ask where your money comes from and where you want your money to come from. We help clients with everything from weekly music recommendations, station strategy revamps. We can provide your daily music logs, for instance. Uh, also amazing voice trackers if you need them. But our main purpose is to unplug the revenue dam and help you grow actual value. Has something been getting in the way of your ratings, getting in the way of your revenue? Uh, we'd love to serve you and your team. Reach out for a free consultation. Always confidential with us, F-O-R-D at RainmakerPathway.com. We have great guests with great insight every single week on this podcast so you can grow, you can learn, you can meet new challenges in your career uh, here in the 21st century by seeing how others are doing it. Please share our podcast, The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. Make sure your friends know uh, in radio that, hey, look, you get our entire archive for free, our past episodes, and uh, fresh new episodes that we launch every single Monday just by subscribing for free on Apple, Audible, or Spotify. Today, we're visiting with Marisa, Marissa Lanchek. Now, listen, uh, she's always been purposeful and fun, but today she finds herself serving multiple stations in different environments, different markets, and we will get her to name names coming up. That'll be fun. Uh, she also is a voiceover talent, a life coach, a podcaster. She does a few other things. We'll talk about that too. So we are going to talk about how the world of radio has and is changing. But before we talk to Marissa, I want to share what happens next Monday on this very podcast. 
Elizabeth Hama, who is the Senior VP Market Manager for Hubbard, Hubbard Radio in West Palm Beach. She's going to be with us. Uh, wait till you hear what she says about how involved she is in motivating others, sharing the story of Hubbard in West Palm Beach, and how she appreciates her team. See, our upcoming guest calendar, we, we by the way, are scheduled all the way until mid-October right now. We schedule ahead, that's true, so you can see it right uh, on our website. You can get the details on our free blog section at rainmakerpathway.com. We also have encouragement there for on-air and promotions with our more than live and local guest series, and even more encouragement for local radio sellers with our encouraging sales success series, as well as free resources for anyone in radio today. By the way, we don't lock away anything on our website the way some consultants do. That's because we are here to share how you can be encouraged, how you can get ahead uh, if you are in local radio. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime and see what you can get for free from our team. The purpose of this podcast is to encourage radio pros at all levels, not just our clients. We're about radio. So we do love our clients. We do treat them special, but we love everybody in this business. And we're for the business pulling ahead. So we're kind of like cheerleaders, if you will. Quickly, let me share with you that we have two critical sales-focused podcasts that will be coming in September. They're both designed to boost local radio revenue. You can share these with your friends in the sales department within your company or, or people that you know that are attached to sales in radio. The first one is on September 14th. It's our NASCAR event called the NASCAR race to radio revenues in 2023. We're going to lay it down how you get the most of your revenue. If you're a NASCAR station in 2023, Bob Quick is going to be here from Motor Racing Network. Also, Alec Drake from Drake Media Group in Dallas and Ed Knight, who is a he's a boss of an affiliate that does great business, WECO Radio. He's going to join us. Our focus, again, is going to be boosting NASCAR revenue on radio. Then on September 29th, listen up for this. It's our quarterly sales event that we do. You can join us along with Alec Drake from Dallas uh, with the Drake Media Group. Uh, Jim Fares is going to be with us from Odyssey in Greensboro, North Carolina, and Carlene Swenson from Cumulus Media in Dallas. We're going to take on selling on Main Street. Very interesting concept uh, in terms of boosting your revenue. If you don't know, this is our quarterly sales podcast event focused on helping you boost your revenue for the quarter. And if you don't believe me, just drop by and see for yourself. Both of these are upcoming episodes available on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast on Apple, Audible, and Spotify. Now we're ready. Marissa, welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I've been excited about this for a while. And, you know, I got to do a little research on you and you're a little bit different for us, but I like different because you're on the front lines of making your own journey in the radio business. And I know that we all are, but we'll get into what makes you a little special and a little different and, and why you're here. But let's start at the beginning. So, so look, where did it all begin for you? I, I don't mean radio. I mean, on the planet. Where are you from? <laughs> um, I'm from a, a small town uh, called Waterford, New York. And uh, so it's just outside of Albany, New York. 
And um, yeah, I mean, that's it's funny that you call me different. I've been called unique since like third grade. So I'm I'm very, <laughs> very accustomed to that. <laughs> well, and listen, if you get called either one of those things in my book, it's a big, big compliment. Oh, well, hey, I'll take it, you know. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Let's talk about you. First, by going into the Wayback Machine, of course, yeah. let's talk about you as a kiddo. When did the word radio enter into your life? Oh, God. I mean, probably just like preteen years, honestly. I mean, we all kind of start to navigate and like find things that we love, right? And like we all right. gravitate towards music. And I can, I come from a very music-heavy household. Not that like my parents played instruments or anything or, or, or were in bands but like my dad and my mom they absolutely love music it's always like you would hear music blasting from the house and it was not from the teenager in the house it was my father um so oh. you know like it, it's just been one of those things like we are a very uh music pop culture heavy family so it, it was just kind of always in the blood and i i do remember sitting at the kitchen table, listening to the radio. And I was 12 years old. And I said to my mom, I want to do that. And, and, you know, I pointed to the radio and I was talking about being on, on the air and she actually laughed at me um, because I, I mean, straight through my like early twenties, I was an incredibly shy human. So the likelihood of me doing that to her was so slim don't worry. Well, but that must have been a great, <laughs> but that must have been a great connection for her because you know your mom cheers for her children and uh -huh. and she was like, oh well, you know this could be a thing for her, right? I, at that point, I don't think so. J just because mm. it's the, like I I was the kid that would hide behind her, so like her thinking <laughs> of me getting on a microphone and doing anything seemed almost probably impossible at that point. Okay, so let's talk about your parents. What did they do for work? Um, well, I, it was kind of, you know, I, when you mentioned that now and I'm looking at what I do, I'm like, wow, okay, maybe the apple doesn't fall far, but, um, because they, they had similar situations as I did. Like my mom, um, she, she was in secretarial, uh, from the time she was out of high school. Um, but you know, she had a, a job that she was dealing with a toxic employer. And so she ended up leaving and she ended up going to the school system and she worked within a library. Uh, she was the aide there. So technically more secretarial work, but she always wanted to be around kids. Um, so she kind of ended up almost in a dream job, if you will, until she retired back in February of last year. And then my dad, uh, he was in a warehouse at a grocery store that, uh, I don't know, they were just like skimming from the top or something, the the big guys. And all of a sudden, like one day, there was a, just a note saying that the warehouse was going to close. So he had to start from the ground up again as oh. well. And, um, you know, he he had a couple different things that he tried to do, and, and he actually ended up at the school system as well as a bus driver. Um, and he he too retired last February. So, yeah, it's been, I, you know, if anything, I watched a lot of hard work and a lot of persistence and, and uh, dedication growing up. So just like us, your parents were adulting. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. what was going on. Yeah. And look, did, did they like your involvement with radio when that did develop? Yeah, actually. Um, so I I had gone to college for my backup plan because again, super shy. I loved entertaining the people that I knew, but I was always fearful of being judged. So it took me really trying to step out of my comfort zone and really pushing myself to do that. But I wasn't sure I was going to be able to. So I, I went 
to um, college for fine arts, just the local mm. community college. And I, I did that. Uh, it was a three-year program because of the studio classes. And uh, when I was in my last couple semesters to make myself full-time, I I really truly was like trying to think of how can I get myself to stop feeling this way and stop being so shy and you know be able to pursue the things that I'd like to. And um, I, I started taking like acting classes and I took television production. I heard about this radio school in town and I graduated with fine arts. And then I said to my parents, I'm like, I, I hate art at this point. Like I've done too much of it and oh. I, I don't even know what to do with this degree. So I, I was like, I heard about this radio school and I think that I want to audition. And my dad at the time was like, well, go ahead, you know, audition, see if you get in, if you get your job rather quickly, we'll pay for it. And, nice. you know, little did they know <laughs> I, I went to that school for like a month and I got my first job. So oh, just like that. Yeah. All right. So listen, back then, did you think about the direction you wanted to go in a career in radio? In other words, did you did you go, oh, I want to do mornings or promotion or something else? Yeah, um, I actually very I, I've actually said this story to to people before because it's almost like I knew, like I painted my own path without like realizing what I was doing in the moment. But I, I had very small dreams because I didn't like a lot of people get into this industry and like their whole thing is they want to go and they work in wanting work in New York or they want to work in LA. And that was never my thing. I always just wanted to be happy at home. So I wanted to be on the station I grew up listening to and I wanted to do afternoons and music director. That was in my head. That's what I wanted to do. And I remember my teacher being like, there isn't any other market that could entice you. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, if Boston came calling, you know, then then I'd probably go. And eventually that actually was exactly what happened. They reached oh, out. Oh, I know. I, I was I was going to say that's ironic based yeah. on what we know about you. Yeah. So, so it, it was really, it was, you know, when I look at everything that's happened for me, I'm just like, wow. It's like, it's like I knew at, at 20 what my future was going to bring, but like, how, how did I know? <laughs> you know, I find it fascinating that sometimes we are our own worst enemy. I don't mean people in radio. Mm -hmm. I mean, humans. Okay. We're often our own worst enemy. We worry about things that are never going to happen. We oh, worry yeah. about, we worry about being judged by other people. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then there's the flip side of that, which is, is there a universe in which we already know uh, subconsciously where we're going, like what you're talking about here, mm -hmm. whether it's afternoons in your hometown or going to Boston. I mean, those are pretty specific. And yeah. coming up later, we'll talk about how that happened. Some newer talent, they listen to our podcast for tips on getting better. And, you know, this is a big deal for talents who really have ambition and drive and want to go places where do you think you got the most experience early on in your radio career? And, and what do you think made the difference for you in that place? Um, most experience. I mean, I think what was really beneficial for me was the fact that while I got hired quickly, I didn't stop going to school for it. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of got this like double whammy of education. So like I would spend all this time at the school and I would troubleshoot and I would learn the equipment and I would, I mean, I was very much, 
uh, I think I was just very determined, um, you know, to, to know it in and out. And, and the fact that I had gotten hired so quickly, part of me was like, see, you did know what you were meant to do. So now you just have to run for it and you have to keep going and keep learning everything that you can and keep taking all the feedback that you're getting and keep, um, you know, allowing yourself to spread your wings and, and stop being so scared. Uh, so like that, that education at that school was incredibly helpful to have on top of like the real world being at the radio station and, you know, doing the, the dirty, the dirty work of, you know, overnights and trying not to fall asleep at three o'clock in the morning, live on the air and like all those kind of things. Like it was, it was just a totally different lifestyle, um, than I would had ever been accustomed to before. And I think instead of myself allowing me to be like shocked in, in that change, um, I just embraced everything and just tried to just immerse myself and soak it all up. And every, every little nook and cranny that I could learn something, I just, I tried, I just paid attention. I kept my eyes and ears open. You know, uh, for people who have been in management at radio stations or probably anywhere, actually, you hear people talking about curiosity and wanting to learn and somebody who was working, got a job in a radio station, but kept going to school to sharpen that ax and get sharper and better. You had to have some balance between what was happening in school and what you were learning there and what you were happening, what was actually happening in the real world, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Was it, was it different and divergent? Did you, you learned a little bit from both? Yeah, I, I would say I, I learned a little bit <laughs> oddly enough, like my, my teachers were, had been out of the, the industry for a minute. So it's like what some of the stuff that they were giving us maybe been a little dated. <laughs> um, right. you know? So it's like, I was, you know, learning stuff there. And then I'd see, I, I would see for myself, um, you know, firsthand how things were. And I guess, you know, what was helpful was I was actually kind of able to bring it back with me to school and, and kind of, you know, show some other students that were going uh, as well. And like, you know, it was like a, we were educating each other in, in a lot of ways. You um, didn't ever go. You didn't ever go. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I'm on the radio. Like, <laughs> no, <for real>. no. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, for real. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's for real, man. <laughs> All right. So listen, you, you know, look, today you have experience doing CHR, pop, rhythmic, hot AC, AC and country. You know what I'm going to ask. Do you have a favorite format? Um, you know, everything in me would a thousand percent say that I have always been a pop girl. Uh, but I I will I would be lying if I if I didn't say that I have had a lot of fun in country. Uh, it is a format that I never, ever would have said that I would have done in the beginning because I've just never been a girl for anything twangy. And uh, mm -hmm. I I think, uh, you know, then all of a sudden I was in this position where I needed a job and, and you know, that was what came to me first. And I was like, you know what? Okay, let's do it. And uh, I'm so glad that the country world has shifted just a little bit enough where it's not super twangy these days and it is very pop driven and you know, I, I like to write music. And when I write music, I write very storytelling lyrics. And whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say you write music? I, yeah, I do. Um, oh. I don't share it often. <laughs> but Oh, I see. I see. You have to be um, on the list then, right? Well, yeah, I, I, there's not many people on the list. So <laughs> I see. <laughs> but uh, 
but yeah so i think you know when i started like really listening to some of these songs and and knowing how um they, i mean you can just hear everybody's influence i think these days what, what they grew up listening to so it's not just straight on twangy country it's you hear the country roots but you also hear the you know the like 80s rock or um you know the the pop stuff that kind of like sneaks in a little bit and it's just it's it is a lot of fun and the artists in that um that that format are just i mean so embracing of, well, of and look, but also the industry well i think everywhere you've got a great merge lane going on with all the streaming and other things happening I mean, there's a big merge lane happening. We learned a while back that people don't just like country or they don't just like yeah. hot AC or top 40 or they don't just like urban. They're mixing it up. They yeah, it, all, it all crosses over. I mean, we all have the same audiences, really, in a lot of ways. More than you know. So, listen, I want to know this. You know, here you are doing voice tracking in multiple markets. How do you keep it fresh and how do you make sure that you have impact in local markets while you're voice tracking today? I'm not going to say that it was super easy at first. I mean, I think, honestly, I have been somebody in the last six years that had to pivot a lot. And mm -hmm. I think because of that, you know, while I'm over here saying it, it wasn't easy at first, I think it was a lot easier for me to wrap my head around than, than some people, uh, even who are tracking in, in their own local market. Um, right. You know, because I've just I've been in a number of places over the last few years and I've had to keep relearning new new markets and I've had to keep relearning new town names. And well, like no, wait, I'm going to say this about you, too, because I've noticed this just during this interview. So, like, if you're listening now. You know, you could go back and you could hear this in the questions and the answers that she's already answered. You know, you are somebody who embraces what's happening. In other words, at some point you go, okay, this is what's happening. I'm going to be good at this. Yeah, I, I, I think that is fair. And it's something that I never really paid attention about myself um, because I think, uh, you know, this is actually what was I, I was equated to a duck recently. <laughs> oh, nice. And um, nice. so where it's the, the way this listener had described me was cool, calm and collected and just kind of, you know, seems to seamlessly move through things where underneath, you know, I'm fighting, you know, feverishly to get to my next destination. Um, yes. and I was like, that is probably the best analogy that has ever been used about me. And it's. I guess like I've just every time that there's hardship, does it affect me? Yes. And I let it affect me in my own way behind the scenes. And I try not to let that be a public thing. Um, Do you have a thick skin? I think I think so. Um, yes. I like to think so. Um, but for for me, you know, I've just you have to keep going like you have to move through the motions and you have to get to where you want to be and you have to get to where you're going. And the only way to do that is to not stop. Uh, Some of the most positive people I've ever met, Marissa, have used those words that just came out of your mouth. You have to keep going. Those are my it's like my mantra. I say it to everybody. I'm like, if I didn't use those two words, especially during these last couple of years, I don't know where I'd be right now. Mm. Interesting.
All right. So let's talk about your background a little bit. Your background in radio is peppered with a lot of responsibility in different areas. Looks mm -hmm. like you might have been an early adapter of social media duties yep. and blogging. Did you want to get experience doing different things or did different things like music direction just come to you in several early situations? I mean, um, the, the whole music director thing, it, it, it actually kind of the first time it happened was in Omaha, Nebraska. And I'm not even 100 percent positive that was initially part of the duties when I got there or that it was a part of the original job ad. Um, yeah, that don't sound I'm, like upstate New York either. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure how that got brought to me, uh, but right. but then it did, and and it was something that I did always want to do. Like again, when I was in radio school, like that was the thing I wanted to do. I wanted to do afternoons and music director. That was I knew, and um, so it's like I went out to Omaha, and that was technically the first full time experience. And I wasn't out there very long. My I had a lot of personal stuff happen when I was out there, including my my grandmother. We almost lost her like three times by the time I moved home. Um, mm. And uh, it was just a lot of stress on me. And like I didn't go away to college, so that was like my first away from home experience. Was, oh right, different. It was not. It was not good. I was losing my hair at twenty three from stress, and I'm like, nah, I gotta, I gotta come home. And I so I, I started from the ground up again. And when this one uh, uh, opportunity became available, it was it was it was afternoons and music director on the station that I grew up listening to, just like I said I wanted. And I fought and fought and fought and was literally sending emails every day saying this is what would happen on the show, uh, you know, today, if you tuned in. Like, I mean, I was doing right. whatever I could possibly think of to get this job and I got it and I had it for almost 10 years and that. Um, you know, that came with the music director responsibilities and I was on cloud nine. I mean, that, I mean, that was everything I ever wanted. And um, that was, that was a goal. Yeah, right? it was, it was, it was a goal. It was like a bucket list. And, and again, I was very successful at it and I was, I was, I'm only not doing it now because I was a budget cut at one point in 2016. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've and, heard that story in this oh, business, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, so with that job, I just, I love the, that station. Again, it was my childhood station that I grew up listening to. So everything yeah. about it, I embraced it like it was it, like it was my family, like it was mine. And um, I wanted to do everything I could to to make it stand out, to make it better. And I mean, it wasn't ever asked of me, but I started video videoing like everything and I would make yeah. videos and put them on a YouTube channel for the station. And I would, I I'm the one who created the Facebook page for the station. Um, I would update different um, graphics. Like I, because of my art background, I was doing, yeah. Photoshop. Um, you know, so it's like, I was, it wasn't really asked of me, but I just went and, and did it because I cared enough to want to. Ah, uh, there it is. So curiosity, uh, this willingness to embrace things, and now the caring part. You you make a really good employee here. I'm just <laughs> making these marks here. Listen, I do want to ask you this because I think older people in our business don't get this next thing as much. Like they don't understand it. And I don't know if this is true for you, but I'm going to ask because mm -hmm. you did sort of tinge mentioned it just a second ago are you a person that has had a lot of anxiety uh, yeah 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, look, so uh, you're not alone. There's so many people that have anxiety, especially of a certain age or below and and, and how do you deal with that? Honestly, uh, you know, there, I had less work anxiety up until 2016 when the budget cuts started happening. Right. Prior to that, it was a very traumatic uh, relationship that I had been in personally mm. and romantically that I needed. It was just it was bad news and I was yeah. in it for too long. And that had me at a rock bottom point that I had to I had a lot of healing that needed to do. Uh, needed to happen. And and I started that healing process in the summer of 2015. And I'm glad that I started it then because then I became a budget cut the the beginning of the next year. And and honestly, if they had overlapped, I don't know what would have happened because I was in such a low and just upsetting place. Um, but I had healed myself enough that that affected me, but I was able to like fight through it. And then I continued that that healing. And Honestly, um, me moving to Boston was a really, really amazing thing. And if I could be back in Boston, I would be back in Boston in a heartbeat. Mm. Um, you know, that is a place that, I mean, truly, I never thought any other place could feel like home. And and then oh, I- But Boston did that for you. It did. A hundred percent, a thousand percent, because it was, it was exactly what I needed at that time. I needed to get out of my hometown where there's a lot of reminders of things. Oh. Right. When it when it came to both prof professional and personal. Listen, uh, I, I've seen the pictures too of you in Boston. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna use that word again. You embraced Boston too. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. I mean, the you moment I got there, but the thing is, is like that I embrace Boston as much as Boston has embraced me. And uh, and you know what? I think I got very lucky uh in the position that I was in because I was hired for nights on this one radio station. And what ended up happening unbeknownst to me is that I ended up being the main fill-in for everybody. And I wouldn't even know what my schedule was going to be month to month. I mean, you would think your nights, you're going to be on at night, but I would fill in the entire time I was there. I filled in for people as much as I did my own show. Nice. And because of that, I was on like at any point during the day, I did afternoons for a long time on that station on and off. I did middays a lot. Um, and because of that, you know, I was always told it's going to take a while for people to know your name in a major market. And I was there for, um, just under three years. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I was in the middle of the pandemic and I, I knew I was going to have to move back to Albany, but I posted on my Instagram story. I'm like, I'm going to have to move soon. Or do I stay in Boston? You tell me. And like, I just put this poll up Albany or Boston. And it was literally split 50, 50 with hundreds of people voting. And I was like, I was in the Albany market for 12 of my years of my yes, career. Yes. And I was in Boston for only, you know, two and a half, three. And the reaction was equal. And to me that speaks volumes and, and, I mean, I'm just, I guess I'm glad they love that the community has loved me just as much as I've loved them. Nice. Well, listen, let's check in on this. Kevin Callahan, who's a friend of mine, told me, and I quote, she's good people when we talked about you. He <laughs> says that you have a very upbeat delivery. Uh, I always say, look, hire good people. Let them know what your expectation is. Trust is a very powerful word, and I think it's even more important 
in the voice tracking world, right? Because you're trusting somebody who's remote to be local. How do you go about building that trust with programmers and others? Because you seem to be somebody who can really do that well. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm just real. Um, I, I, um, I, I don't, I don't necessarily know how to actually answer that because I think that I've always done everything to, I mean, when you're started, you're told you got to network with people, right? You got to right. get your name around and you've got to make relationships. But I don't, even when I was music director, like I, I don't, I don't make relationships. I, I am your friend. Like you are my friend. We are equals. Um, and, and I will, it, I will do anything to help you. And, and, you know, you know I'm here I, for an ear to talk personal stuff. I am here to, you know, go ahead and, and help with whatever it is professionally. I will always give you a thousand percent. Um, and I think that because of that, um, you know, it's been, it's been a different way of, of navigating my career for me. Um, you know, it's always been that situation where it's like, if I trip and I fall and I'm a budget cut, I like it go, it, the word travels so fast that it, like, I'm not even making a call. People are calling other people for me. Like, and yes. I, and I think that is a beautiful thing. And I'm so incredibly thankful for it because, you know, I will do the same thing for anybody. You and know? look, and, budget and cuts happen. I mean, it's not just budget cuts. It's all kinds of screwy things that can happen in this business yeah. that you were fortunate you didn't run across until what, 2016, yeah. right? Yep. Okay. But you know, somebody listening to this in you name a city, they've had some experience with this. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of advice do you give them? In other words, you've seen radio change a lot. Would you encourage other people to embrace both the traditional and untraditional paths going forward, given how much COVID has really changed the perception of what's possible? I mean, if, if you're if you're given multiple paths, uh, I think you're silly not to. Um, I, oh. I would I would say, you know, you you look at what's in front of you and you think about what it can lead to and and how how can I how can I do this? How can I embrace this? And, right. you know, and, and how, how can I use this to my advantage? Because, you know, I I've been in this weird position of, I never thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. Uh, you know, I thought that I was going to need to get that full-time offer and I was going to have to potentially pack up my life again and, and go somewhere else. And then it was like, all of a sudden it was like, well, the one station popped up and then, and then somebody else was like, Hey, you know, um, I saw that you were doing this. Like, would you be able to do this for us? And then when I, you know, asked the station I was working for, like, would you be okay with that? They were like, just, yeah, as long as it's not in our market. I was like, oh, huh. All well, right. Look at that. <laughs> like, I didn't even know this was an option. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I can do it. And then all of a sudden it was like a couple months go by and a couple more pop up. And I'm like, all right, well now where can I take this? You know, this was something that was not in my site, my line of view prior. Um, and yeah, I mean, this is what COVID has done, right? This is, it's, it's made this shift. And why would I ever turn it down? Uh, you know, I went an entire year without opportunity, really. Um, and that's the story of a lot of people in our business too, right? Right. Yeah. Especially so, on the talent side. Yeah. And, and so like, why, why would anybody push something away when it's coming at you? It's coming at you for a reason. 
All right, I'm going to take you in a different direction, maybe, yeah. and then take you back uh, here also. Okay. You've had a lot of opportunities brought to you that you've had to say no to because of a medical issue. Yeah. How glad are you for the opportunity to stay in radio and contribute to multiple situations with your talent and stay right there? I, you know, it's, I think this is also why I, um, these relationships are so important. Because I've had people that have wanted me to move for some of these opportunities that I'm doing. And when I explain my situation, they're like, I mean, holy crap, I had no idea what you were going through. Because I don't post about this stuff a lot. You know, I, right, I, right, right. I again, I fight through stuff, um, you know, and I, I just I, I do my work and I, you know. I suffer behind the scenes, I guess. Um, you know what, but, people, th this is one of the points I make all the time where we talk about be kinder than you have to be. I don't say the whole thing all the time, but basically yeah. here it is. You never know what people are carrying with them. No, no, you just not don't at all. Know. Yeah. And, and, you know, so I, uh, when, when I have these opportunities, um, I am not shy about how grateful I am. I am not shy mm. about how how much i i understand uh that they're entrusting me with something like we've talked about trust like i know so like i'm i mean listen i was going to give a thousand percent anyway but you you're, you're making it so i am able to build something that i never thought i'd be able to so i am going to give you even more uh, i knew know. there were extra reason to have you on the encouragers <laughs> the radio rally podcast listen uh, you, what i like about the shift in your career is that you're not just doing things for yourself you're wearing a lot of hats you do uh work as a voiceover talent outside of just radio you are a voiceover coach helping others understand how to do this you offer voice tracking services and if i'm reading this correctly uh, social media services, maybe. Yep. Uh, listen, you have your own podcast. Tell us the name of that podcast, by the way, and how that came about. Uh, honestly, like that is kind of on on pause right now because I've been so busy. <laughs> well, that's okay. But you look, you still have the experience, and yeah, and I think uh, people still want to know how that develops. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it's called Hello from Mars uh, because my nickname is is Mar, and you know, so it's like I, I'm doing it from my basement. So uh, it just made the most sense. Uh, but I I started that because um, I mean I had no job. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. you know, that is the simple the simple truth and it's like i wanted to try to build something for myself and um and 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 also have fun doing it so you know when when i started like i i had a good idea in mind and then but when you're your own person trying to do so many different elements to something and, and trying to book guests and like trying to coordinate friends coming on and um, it, it, it's, it's very challenging while also trying to then uh, make actual money. Um, right. so, you know, it did become quite, quite, um, painstaking and it, because like, I, I wanted to have the video and audio elements. So it's like, you're doing a lot of editing and like, it's very, very time consuming. And the thing is, is like, you know, all this was showing people is like, Hey, look, she's staying relevant. She's, um, you know, trying to create something for herself. She's got some determination and willpower. She's keeping up to date with pop culture news, which is super important in uh, so many aspects of this business. Um, she's 
doing social media and she's creating content and like all these things like you know it was just really so i could make sure that i was staying fresh and and you know updated in in the know about everything for when the moment opportunity could strike you know you started with the whole this is on pause thing and all i could think about as you started to formulate that real answer was you embraced the idea that you needed to stay sharp and i i wish certainly for some people i wish that they would grab that from this episode to go oh that's how you do it you you don't sit down you don't lay down and die you don't curl up in the fetal position you you go forward and you make your voice known right yeah well and that's like what i was saying before is like i'm not somebody who who does sit down and lay down i fight through and i i always try to again pivot where i need to and um you know keep keep moving along like i'll i'll tell you i god i remember so I'm, I don't know if we'll hit on this at any point <laughs> otherwise, but like I did take a holdover job briefly and I worked at Lowe's oh, and okay. I, was, I did overnights and I was doing a store reset and I was in my last week working there and I had 50 pounds of steel drop from a distance and hit me in the <gasps> head. So that is part of my problem. I like, there's probably been multiple times during this pandemic oh. I could have died. Um, <laughs> so, so you here we are. Be careful, Marissa. I, I, listen, I'm like a cat, man. I'm a, I, but I got like one life left. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> But well, I be got real careful. so like that that happened, and I I had worked the overnight, so I had gotten home at like five or six o'clock that morning after going to urgent care, and right. I fell asleep for like five seconds accidentally, got up and was in extreme pain. And what did I do? I I set up my laptop, I set up Zoom, and I interviewed somebody for my podcast while I could mm. barely even think straight. And you know, it's it's one of those situations where, you know, when I look at it now, I'm like, God, I was so stupid. But in reality, like, that's like the definition of me, not stupid, but like, you know, <laughs> like, we'll, we'll just go ahead and do what I need to do because I want to succeed. Um, well, and maybe that's part of what makes you, that's part of what makes you great though, right? I hope so. Now, listen, I, I think that because we have talked for more than a few minutes here, you got to tell us about the stations that you're voice tracking. We want to know about it. Who are you voice tracking? Lay it out for us. Okay. So let's see if I can get everything straight. Um, So I do middays on 92.1 The Wolf in Syracuse, which is a country station. I am currently on seven days a week on New Country 93.1 in Detroit. Um, so I'm doing middays and then I also do weekends. Uh, I also fill in on WDVD uh, in their same building in the Fisher building there in Detroit. Uh, I do at the afternoon show on uh, hits 106.3 in Lexington, Kentucky. So that is during the week. I do weekend stuff for 95 triple X in Burlington, Vermont, as well as mix 1041 in Boston uh, in Boston. I'm also technically kind of like the main fill in when they need uh, same actually for Burlington. Um, and then I'm also one of the new stations happens to be 93.7, the dude, which is in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh, and I've been doing middays and also a weekend shift on there. I think I got them all. <laughs> all right. So, you know, I'm going to do this. So here we go. Mic drop. <laughs> okay. So, so listen, how many, because I think this is a fundamental uh, question that people who are voice tracking people who are not voice tracking programmers, other people, 
How many stations do you think you could do, Marissa? That, that is um, something that I am willing to find out. Uh, you know, my my be all end all in this moment, it, my goal is, I mean, truly, I would like to be doing nothing but this. I, I would love to have every single day be just surrounded with a bunch of different radio stations and, um, you know, allowing me to to just embrace different markets and and, uh, you know, keep doing everything I can to help elevate. You know, that's what it's all about, right? You mm. want to elevate the station that you're on. And, yes. um, you know, I, I I truly hope that's what I'm doing for for all of them. Um, you know, right. I, I can't say that I'm fully awake every single time I'm doing something right now just because I'm so, I'm getting pulled in so many different directions. Uh, but it's because I do have a full-time job on top of all this. Oh. Um, so it's, it's, you know, but like the, the be all end all is to be doing nothing but this voice tracking stuff. Um, you know, because, because of the fact that I can't really move anywhere right now. And I don't she's know in, when that will change. If it'll plus, change. Plus she's embraced it as you can hear, Yeah, you know, you love the radio. Of course, look, we don't just talk about encouragement on this podcast. We talk about where encouragement comes from. Do you have a mentor or mentors? Uh, if you do, could you share maybe one story of how a mentor has changed your life, either personally or professionally? Oh, man. Um, you know, I I don't know if there's just one person. Um, when, when I, it's a tough question to answer because like I have had people that have guided me throughout and I think I'm very thankful for People like Kevin Callahan, who you mentioned, um, yes. you know, uh, people like John Fox, who him and Kevin, they they were my my first bosses in in this industry, and uh, <clears throat> you know, that's I that's good. That's good bosses to first have, right? Seriously, I know, I know, and you know what? And they've been in my corner ever since, and um, I, I think that's that's what speaks volumes, right? It's like when you can make that that re those relationships when I'm first brand spanking new. You know, to still have them almost 18 years later. I mean, that big deal. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, because they're not, they're not just networking relationships. I look at them like they're family, you know, like mm. Kevin comes into town. I, I do everything I can to, to make sure that I'm seeing Kevin. Um, you know, there's been multiple conversations that I've had with, with John Fox. And if I, you know, when he was in New York city, like, you know, I was going and, and, and I was making sure that I was, uh, is making sure to, to have that time to see him because he's awesome. Um, you know, and it's nice. I like when I think back and like, I I've, I've listened back to my first demo that, that got me that overnight gig. And I'm like, man, they had good ears. Cause like, I can hear me in there and I can hear my personality and I can see the potential, um, now, but man, they saw it when, when little me probably didn't really know what was going on. Uh, and well, and but look, you know, one of the things I tell people all the time is people want to be heard. You had this tiny voice inside you that needed yeah. to be let out. And it's really special when that gets to happen. I don't want to make it too Pollyanna, but it's sort of mm -hmm. like a butterfly, right? Yeah. Ta-da. Mm -hmm. So listen, Obviously, you know that we're encouragers on this podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, this seems like as good a place as any to ask you about your work as a life coach. Yeah. 
what would you like to know <laughs> how did that develop and and you know i mean i think a lot of people want to know i'm not i'm not uh i'm not being in any particular way other than to just make it obvious what is that tell us what that is and how that happened yeah well i mean basically what what i've witnessed a life coach being it, it, like sometimes i mean we've seen it especially in these last couple of years life is been harder probably than ever, right? Like we've had a oh, lot yeah. of mental anguish, a lot of high anxiety, a lot of- Oh, really dark things have hurt. happened that have never happened before, like Correct. for real. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, when I when I look at what would I have been doing, um, it, it simply was an idea that spawned from the fact that standing in a radio station studio, that phone would ring, and in in a lot of cases, you've got people calling up because they just want to talk to somebody. That's you know, right. They they need an ear. They need to That's feel right. like somebody cares. Um, you know, and and I have always been that person since I was, I mean, probably single digits. Everybody's always come to me before I had any life experience. They were coming to me for life advice. So, and I don't know what that is about me per se. Maybe it's the uh the cancer in me. I don't know. Um, but you know, I I've always been a person that will listen and I will let you say whatever you need to. And then, you know, if you want my input, I will give you my input. And, uh, I always try to steer people in the right direction. And for me, you know, it, like I had said, when I moved to Boston, it was a very important thing that happened. It was very needed in that moment. I needed to heal in a lot of different ways, both personally and professionally. And that right. since definitely did that. I was alone a lot because of the way my schedule was and how it kept changing. Um, you know, so I ended up being alone with my thoughts a lot, which made me have to like fight some things and, and get through some things on my own. And I, I was very much finding myself again. And when I was able to realize, okay, you have anxiety, you're dealing with some PTSD from some relationship stuff. And like, mm. how can I work through this? I I basically got myself out of the darkest pit of life and got myself back to probably a better place than prior to that relationship. That um, makes and, you a really grateful person, doesn't it? Yeah, yes, it does. Um, because I don't want to ever get to that place again. And I'm very thankful for that's I think why I'm so thankful and why I love Boston so much. Um, you know, if if for nothing else, for for that, you know, very, very much so. Um, but when when I was like moving through my uh, time in Boston, I actually started thinking about like, okay, you know, I, maybe I want to start like my own little life coaching company. And, and I had gone and like work had sent me on this trip and I was broadcasting from the Bahamas of all places. And then when mm -hmm. I came back, my position had gotten cut. Nice. And in that moment here, I was, Welcome back. Cut. You know, yeah. Welcome back to the budget cut. And, and, um, you know, really, can I blame them? I mean, I was technically the night show in a very sports heavy town. They're right. all so good, those teams in Boston. So it's like the moment that one of their teams was not in the playoffs, my, my ratings at night skyrocketed. It was crazy. Um, but that's just, wow. that's how Boston is. But so I, I couldn't blame them necessarily for getting right in my position, but it then opened up this world of like, I have been a budget cut now three times in like three, four years. And I was just feeling oh, so discouraged. That, yeah. That changes you. You start thinking, okay, now wait a minute. Yeah. Like, what can I do? So I decided yes. in that moment, you know what, I've got this off time. 
and I'm going to keep going radio heavy, but I'm also going to try to build something for me because this does not seem like this is going very well these last couple of years. And so I did, I started building that. I launched it in January of 2020 and then the pandemic happened and I'm like, this is going to go nowhere. Uh, And then little do you realize like all of a sudden it was like, I had 10 clients a week. Because and people suddenly you were the master planner, right? Yeah. Like, so, and, but what people didn't realize is like, while I was helping them, they were just as equally helping me uh, throughout the pandemic because we all needed people. Like we needed yeah. that, 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 um, that socialization because we were all, you know, in lockdown. So, and, 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 and this is the real thing about radio to be able to tell the story that people want that connection and, and to be able to be that companion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very, and, and very important. It was, it was, you know, I look at it and it was an amazing time. And like, I even had a gentleman, a listener who had reached out. He just wanted somebody that would call, call and, and hang out with his mom um, for 30 minutes every Monday at like two o'clock. I would call her. Her name, her name is Emmy. And she was in her eighties. Um, and Literally, I mean, I taught her how to use FaceTime. Did you really? And um, oh no, you know, wait. So that means that you'll FaceTime. I did. I, I mean, I would nice. depending on what they wanted. I mean, it was either you know audio, it was it was on Skype or whatever. Um, yes. So with her, I I the first time I just called her and I was like, "Hey, do you you said you have an iPad, right?" I was like, "We could actually FaceTime." And she's like, "Oh, I don't know how." And I was like, "I bet you that." if I work with your, your son, like we can, we can make it so you can figure it out. And then we did. And I, I talked to her for probably an entire year. And then out of the blue, uh, I could not get a hold of her one day. And it turned out that she was in the hospital. Mm. And, um, like about a week later, she came home and I, yes. I talked to her and she was very out of breath and she just clearly was not looking well. And she cut the call short. And that was the last time I talked to her. She ended up passing mm. Um, but, but I, you know, when I look at that situation, I'm like, man, I know that she looked, she she so very much looked forward to those calls on Monday, but I did too, you know? And, uh, like she, it's interesting how it's interesting how giving to other people ironically gives the most to you. Yeah. And, and like, when I look back at the pandemic for my entire life, I'm always going to think of Emmy. You know, yes. it's going to be hard not to. Yes. Hmm. Listen, even today, you do a lot of formats. People always want to know, is there a huge difference between formats for you? How do you put the different hats on, right? Honestly, uh, I I kind of treat everything relatively the same. Um, okay. So it, like, I'm who I am, right? So like, I don't really change much. Uh, you know, if if I am going to be in a more pop heavy, then I'm probably going to be a little bit more <laughs> than I than I am on country or hot AC or or mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But usually like what you what I am is what you get. Like whether it's here on the podcast, whether it's on the radio station, whether it's hanging out with my friends, uh, unless there's some drinks involved, then it's a little different. Uh, but ah, ah. you know, uh, <laughs> but you know, I I've very much prided myself on the fact that you know I what you get on the air is not a, a radio personality. You just you get me that you get Marissa the person. Like you know, so right. I, I think that's what radio is supposed to be, right? Like I mean. Well, yeah. 
will you go back to doing a podcast at some point you think but you have know. such I mean, a you have such a I mean, I can feel your personality coming through what we're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think I haven't found my podcast niche. Mm -hmm. I would love to just go ahead and I would love to just do a podcast where I can just hop on and potentially have guests, but also just, you know, comfortably do it on my own if necessary, because I feel like yeah. that's how it would be like the easier way for me. But I, I don't. I don't know. Like I haven't felt like I've found the thing that would be the, the right uh, topic per se that. Could oh, girlfriend, life. we have to talk more often. I know. I know. Right. I do, right. do the podcast for my full-time job, which is the, the vocal coach um, company. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, so that one, I like, that is a quick podcast that I do weekly. That's about like maybe 10 to 20 minutes max. Um, sometimes I have like former students on it um, right. for guests, but um, you know, even then that, like I do it because I, I know I have to, it's part of my job, but and what is the name I, of that podcast? Uh, it is called voice coaches radio. Okay. Uh, and that is wherever podcasts are streamed and it's on their, their website, voicecoaches.com. Um, you know, and, and like, I, I joke with students, I'm like, yeah, if you go and check it out, you know, you'll, you'll learn a little bit about, you know, personal stuff when it comes to voiceover and radio and you'll learn about right. uh, you know student questions and listener questions and probably a little bit too much about me uh personally just because <laughs> that's what I'm just used to doing you know I'm just used to kind of like being relatable right like that's that's what it comes down to in so many ways and how do you relate to people you you're honest <laughs> you know right. you, you bring the stuff that you're dealing with to the forefront and that's that's what I do in so many ways Man, I'm so glad that you brought up the word honesty because I got the final question. I can't believe that this has gone so fast. The <laughs> final question for you, everybody speculates, but we want your view. What is mm -hmm. your view of the future of radio, radio talent, and how radio might continue to change in the future? Man, it's that, I mean, it's like a world door open right now. Um I think COVID has changed a lot of different things. And I think we've all realized that you can have amazing talent and, and you don't necessarily have to have them right there in your studio in your city. Uh, and I was always that person who said that I, I think that the cream is going to rise to the top when, you know, the world was going to open again. And I just hoped that I was part of that. That's and, right. um, and, and, you know, thankfully I can say, I think that I am. And, you know, I, will this continue? I, I think, I think, yes. Uh, I think that there are going to be a lot more tracking opportunities and it is a weird catch 22 to be in the middle of, I'll be honest, because I am a firm person who has always been like live and local, live and local, like that, like we're losing the personality and what, what radio is meant to be. Well, but but I, think I don't think that's necessary. Uh, I, I, you know, look, I was that guy for a long time yeah. <clears throat> and I've gotten to a place where I'm like, no, 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 no. Right. You well, know, and but, that's, what, that's what I'm getting at too, right? It's like, yeah, but, it's the quality of what you yeah. do. Exactly. It's the, it's it is the cream. personality. It's all that's about right. that personality and what they're going to bring to the table. Because if it's done right, then it still wins. Well, that's right. It's the cream rising to the top. And I know that sounds funky, but you know, you can go all the way back to the American Civil War when generals were promoted because of political whatever. Mm -hmm. That did not go well. <laughs> what they found was the fighters, the people that made the difference, 
put them in charge. And that's what made the difference. By the way, it's no different today. In other words, at some point, you have to stop just plugging voices in and going, I need a warm body to do so-and-so. you got to go, no, wait, how can I put somebody who's really meaningful in here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and that's that when it comes to what the future is of radio, I mean, I can't, I can't exactly state what it's going to be, but I do think that it is changing. And I I think that I I want to believe that we've got a lot of programmers or at least people in those management positions right now that are seeing the importance of the personality and, and right. what is being brought to the table. And that's why situations like what I'm dealing with in my own um, you know, work opportunities are, are what they are, uh, because, you, you know, these, these are people who want somebody on the air that is going to be a personality and not just uh, some liner jock that's going and, and, you know, getting, getting the bills paid or something like, you know, it's, right. it's more of, we want to serve our local community and we want to do it well, but we don't necessarily have the budget maybe to have a, a full, you know, person there, um, so how can we make it happen? And you've got it happening in so many different places now that this this could be the the shift and this could be the the future in a lot of ways. Um, I, I do think you're still going to have plenty of local, you know, obviously live and local. And I, I think that there's just so many other things that can come along with it. I think we're going to see a lot more talk, you know, like I uh-huh. think that there's a I had I had a, a, an actual um, consultant recently say i want you to talk more and right. i thought i would never hear that <laughs> well um, because it's not about how long you talk it's about the quality of yeah. the compelling content yeah yeah exactly and i and i think that's the shift right there and i think that's what i'm very happy to see because Marissa, that has been missing <laughs> you are killing me i want to thank you for joining <laughs> us on the encouragers the radio rally podcast you are incredible Oh, well, thank you. I, I appreciate the opportunity. Like I said, I mean, like anything that comes my way, I'm just, I'm, I'm glad to be able to be a part of this. I thought it was all gone when the pandemic hit. I thought it was gone. Um, I thought everything that I had worked for in my entire adult life was uh, a thing of the past. And I was going to be, you know, somebody working behind a desk in a job that I hated. So for me to be able to be on here with you today and talking about all this stuff, it's, it's, uh, can we say a dream come true? Like my dream ah. is come back around um, and nice. I'm living it again. So thank you. All right. So listen, if you're listening to me right now, if you're listening to, to me and Marissa, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the radio rally, email me FORD at rainmakerpathway.com. We hope that you have a great week. We like to say this at Rainmaker Pathway and on the radio rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. If you've got a question about what does he mean by that, listen to me real close. Call me. I'd be glad to share with you exactly what I mean by that. Our thanks to Marissa for being our patient and very giving guest. This has been incredible. And a special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. And thank you, Just Joe productions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing our podcast please do share our podcast and our podcast episodes the encouragers the radio rally podcast with others that you know are interested in growing their careers in audio and remember this if you don't remember anything else from this episode be kinder than you have to be thank you for being a part of the radio rally and of course the encouragers And good night.